0: i Teka Kiviti ashem Baruk Haba aronai. Like to welcome you back to Parsha Shalak And I am here with Mighty Haver himself. This is his Parsha, and I got to shout him out. And now I get to actually do a podcast with him. So I'm excited. And I'm without further ado, I'm gonna hand it right on over to the Mighty Hover.
1: Hey. Shalom, everybody. And I'm just going to start out with a little thing called honor. And uh, I'm going to read you a little portion here about this Rav. He's a good rabbi, mighty rabbi. And uh, what it is, his name is Rav Shetamin, and said, I am afraid of honor. I have already sacrificed enough for the sake of honor. Honor is a terrible thing. Sometimes for which you pay dearly. And so what he was, he's on a large gathering. He took, he took a trip here to the United States, and uh, many people was there giving him an honor, but he was approached by an angry man who began cursing and berating him. This went on for about a minute and a half, two minutes, until the people present realized what was happening, and they removed the person from the premise. Well, the people who witnessed this scene attested that not a muscle in the rabbi's face moved while he was being assaulted. And so to one of his escorts, he said, Adonai has blessed me by giving me honor, by giving me these insults that the biggest baraka there can be. Apparently, I received too much honor here, so the the Hakadosh Bruku had mercy on me and sent me a bit of humility. Hmm. And so what this is about is that uh, in in a... and this is so we can get this together is that honor comes all honor comes from shim, and it, you, you can abuse it or you can just take it and accept it for what it is and so sometimes of us we get honor and we start getting swelled up but we got to remember that honor comes from shim. but here's the thing about it is since the honor comes from Hashem insults from man and stuff cannot take that honor away from us is that wow. the, the uh, honor that uh, God gives us? Is uh, you know, is this one of His grace? You know, they, they said there is no grace in the, uh, you know, you know, until Yeshua came. The grace is all through, you know, the the uh, Torah and stuff. But this is the same thing with us today. Like uh, we have, our eyes have been opened. Uh, we decide not to eat pork no more. We decide to. Honor the Shabbat on the seventh day. Oh, we do air and stuff. But then we have friends and family, especially when you convert, that uh, starts berating us. And the thing is, that's the honor that Hashem gave us is honoring his Shabbat. That is our honor. So don't let, you know, they can't take that away from you. You just love them and keep going on there.
0: Ruge So basically, the, just like the Rebbe in the story, we take his his position right where we just need to endure it with silence you know this is not a time to fight back and say hey you're godless you know because one of the coolest things about this honor aspect and the humility that also works in tandem with it is that we used to do the same thing oh man oh man. you know i thought about before when i thought i tried to bend well I tried to bend. <laughs> I have been thinking about since I've been uh, observant, like what was my life like before, which is kind of like, remember that time I was dead, like what was life like when I was dead, you know, which kind of sounds like an oxymoron. But seriously, I just think about, you know, triple cheeseburgers, calamari, you know not dressing as a newt um just doing whatever i wanted to do but saying i love god and if anybody ever came at me with you know you you need to buckle down a little bit you know i was like what do you mean i need to buckle down what are you talking about you know i'm i'm living for god but especially when it came to when it came to jewishness judaism there was a whole thing about world religions and it was like oh, those jews they do have the bible but they don't have the back part of it and it's like little did we know as christians we had the the back part of the bible but we didn't have the front and it's just kind of like so why is the kettle calling the pot black but furthermore i was thinking to myself there is no way i could ever be a jew i would never give up yeshua for jewishness like And it's just kind of like, well, did you know that Yeshua is Jewish and really Jewishness is Yeshua? You know, the whole hidden in Yeshua thing, like my life is not mine. I'm hidden in Messiah. That literally is what that is. And so now, like you said, our eyes have been open. So now that we've crossed over from death into life and now the dead people are telling us, hey, I'm 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 concerned about you you're going to go to hell you're under the law all this kind of stuff and it's just kind of like brookish because I I totally you that by the I could just take take the person away from that that voice and those statements and insert my image there because that's specifically what it is because I would have said those same things okay. especially if I saw my friends convert While I was still a Christian, I would have been like, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah. You know, so that's a great word. Yeah. And my tag. Okay. To you is actually from the Midrash says. Okay. Uh, This is on page 163. Little did we know there's a whole thing about seeking honor. Because one of the things that's brought down is that the spies are actually not called spies via the Torah. Spies comes out in commentary But if you look at the Torah They're called Turim Which are people who are sent out To uh, look at the land Kind of like surveyors So they're actually not called spies Until they corrupted themselves And came back with a bad report
1: Maybe That's what Shilak like means
0: Yeah Shilak yeah, like an apostle yeah. So that, that was awesome And so the corruption is what changed The apostlehood Or apostleship if you will In into one of a negative connotation So here it says The narrative of the spies Serves as an example of how The desire for honor Corrupts people So The, the big kicker Here is that What these ten individuals did Is that they Did this for the sake Of their own seeking Of honor Eight?
1: Well, you got uh, Caleb and Joshua.
0: Oh, they were 12, 11 uh, and 12. No, 12 I guess yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I just think it's uh, it's really amazing this whole thing about honor because it, in the next line it says, similarly, Korak rebelled because he sought honor. King Yeravam, who ruled over the 10 tribes of the north, for the same reason lost his portion in the Olam Haba. When the people visited the Beit HaMikdash on the festivals, they noticed that only Rehavam, Yeravam's opponent. Okay, we're talking about Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And it says, Yeravam, Jeroboam, he was the opponent of Rehoboam. And he ruled over the tribe of Yehuda. So, it says, Yeravam was not permitted to sit
1: in the temple. Uh, come on now. Because yeah. Yeshua, how often did he sit in the temple? He sat in, in the temple because he was the king. You know, he was He was the one that only the king could sit in the temple and teach. And when Yeshua was, you know, the young kid and his folks come looking for him after a Sukkot, and they you know, couldn't find him, he come back and what was he doing? He was sitting in the temple and teaching. And they were allowing him to do this. So...
0: Yerevam couldn't sit in a temple. Why? Because he was not a king of Yehuda. But Rehoboam could. So Yerevam put a stop to that. And that's when he built the two golden calves and did all that other stuff. But I love this little synopsis. It says a person's desire for uh, for respect and honor at best hinders his service of Hashem or can corrupt him totally. Right. And uh,
1: as, as the rob was saying, well, I was reading to you earlier, he said that uh, he didn't desire honor any more on account of the sacrifices that it cost him. Is that uh, honor is a good thing as long as you're not seeking it. If you're seeking honor, you know, you're barking up the wrong tree because we're just supposed to be servants. The honor comes through a Hashem and through this honor it's a humbling thing. And the, and the main thing about this is it was like Moses. Moshe uh, didn't seek honor. He wasn't trying to be the uh, look at me. Yeah. Shem choose me. The I brought you out of it. He's completely the opposite, and that's the way we should be. We should the uh, honor that we get. We just ought to accept it, but we ought to uh, know that it comes from Shem, not from man.
0: I mean. All right, so go ahead, transition us
1: into okay. your, uh, what you want to share from the Parsha. Okay, so we're in the Parsha Shalak, which is my Parsha. on, <laughs> Yeah, and, um, and the thing is, as we go reading through here, I was reading this, and uh, this starts in 27, okay. and it says they reported, and this is the report the spies, you know, had made they reported to him and said we arrived at the land to which you sent us and indeed it flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit okay then starting in 28 in the in the arch scroll t- uh, Tanakh here in the Torah part on Shayok like on 1328 it's the very ver- next word is but well that word but is the word Ephesus it's from also the um, The root word of "affess," which means to bring to an end, it don't matter how good it is, the cost of it is too high. The cost is that we can't achieve it. The cost is too high. high, and so that's what they did. They said, "But the people that dwells in the land, is powerful in the cities, are fortified and very great, and we also saw that there was the offspring of the giants there." And they said Amalek dwells in the area. So what they was doing here was Hashem had given them the honor of going to the land. So Trusting his word. They had all this honor. But they used the word Ephes and saying that uh, we, you know, we had denied, you know, it's kind of hard to say, but denied that honor. In other words, they was too scared to trust Hashem. According to Rambam right there, when they used that word Ephes in uh, 28, 1328, okay. it proved to them, proved to Hashem right there that they had lost their faith in Him.
0: Wow. So, what I uh, initially uh, thought about as you pointed this out to me, these three letters, uh, you can rearrange them. A couple of different things to this. You have the Aleph, which you can exchange for a Tav, Via the system of atbash, so you you uh, write, you uh, look at the aleph bet from aleph to tav going from right to left, then right underneath the tav going back from left to right, you write the aleph bet again. So now you draw a line between those two lines, and now you have mirror images. So there, for tav it's aleph, for sheen it's bet, and that's where atbash comes from. And so you keep going down the line. So take the atbash. Of the Aleph and you get the Tav. Keep the pay. The pay is great because we're looking at the mouth. What's what's going on with the mouth? Right. Pay is all about mouth. Pay literally when you say pay, you're saying mouth. Then you have the somic. Now, through the dictionary of the Targum, the Targum teaches you letters that exchange, interchange with one another, and one of them is the scene and the somic. So the cool thing about this is now, instead of the word "ethes," now that we've done our substitutions and we're going to spell it from left to right, we're going to reverse it It's now safat, which is the word for lips oh. okay and so I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase before I <laughs> don't Okay, so what I loved about that Is that as we were talking about the end Literally, it's kind of like saying your final words It's it's impending and certain death So not only did we speak our own death with our own words But we, as it were, closed Hashem's lips said, Hashem, you will not say anymore to us. That's right. So that was ridiculous that, you know, um, that that would be something that would come up with this whole incident, which is something that we have to always bring back home to ourselves, that we have the potential and also that we possibly have, if not, we, if not already, you know, we are subject to this same temptation. To say, Hashem, that's it. You know, this is it. This is the best it's been. You know, my best days are behind me. Things are crazy now. The world's crazy. There's fake pandemics everywhere, you know, uh, and stuff. And people are fearful. And, uh, you know, that's it, Hashem. Might as well take us home now. We're done. Yeah.
1: Can't go no further. You know, and what they what they really actually did, just like Matt was saying there, they just shut the lips of Hashem. Hashem told them that, uh, uh this land I promise you, uh, you know, there's no nothing that uh can keep you from taking it. But they decided to use the word and shut it down. They just, they just, you know, out of rebellion, true rebellion. And the thing about it is, too, is Hashem is uh and since emmet's name is emet this brought it to my mind is that when um Moshe is talking to Shem and saying don't destroy him and he's and he's using these words that uh you know you're uh, oh uh, for it, you know, you're long forgiving you know the, I'm trying to find the verses here so you all forgive me but the thing is he he didn't use it, the word emet on there Mm. Okay, the word of that truth is because these guys did not have no truth; they had no attention in making teshuva. If they hadn't, they had attention to make a teshuva on what they said about the land, and not uh, trying to create strife among the community, Hashem might have, you know, might not have uh, made them go back out there in the wilderness for 40 years. Right. But he still should unity to be still showed grace cause you know he didn't destroy the people cause he told Moses I can destroy these people and make people from you greater than they are but Moshe intercede for him and he's you know that's when he come up you know, you know you're uh, long lasting you're forgiving you know the, and so but he but at the same time he says I still expect you're still going to get punishment yeah you know, even though he forgives. So he showed grace. So by that generation was never going to see the land, but their children would 40 years later, the generation there. Yeah. So he has mercy. But at the same time, there is punishment over this.
0: And I love that you bring that up because we we have uh, the different verses that talk about, you know, a man shall die for his own sin. Yeah. The sons will die for the sins of the father. You know, so knowing that the children... Of the spies will inherit the land And even the generation that perished In the wilderness Mm -hmm. Their children inherit it You know there's this whole point here That the generation that is to follow Is a generation of teshuva Because what nullifies The punishment and the decree Is the teshuva So you have the children Actually learning from bad examples If you will for lack of a better term Because they're like okay So that didn't work out well so let me see if I can do what Hashem says. Let's see how that goes. You know, and so the lips that were closed are now opened right. from the children. And, you know, and I think about the verse that says out of the mouth of babes. Right. You know, and where do, where, what what controls what goes in and comes out of the mouth is the lips. Right. So we're back to that safat, the uh, Ephes word, you know. So they took the end and actually turned it into a new beginning. Which is what the Torah does. That's why we don't ever finish the Torah.
1: Right.
0: You know, we read the last parashal devarim and roll right back in the bare sheet.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not linear, it's circular.
0: It's not linear, it's circular, I mean. I mean. So, the other thing that I want to say, too, is I'm looking at more permutations of this word. And this is just such a beautiful word because, first of all, when you put an aleph in front of a word, it literally means I. So, like, I do whatever. Right. So, if you want to say I return, it's Ashiv. You know, and it's like Teshuvah, the root of Shuvah is Shuv. And so, you put an Aleph in front of in front of Shuv and it becomes I return. You know, which obviously we can only do by the grace of Hashem. Because any of us left to our own devices, we would not want to return. <laughs> We'd be like, I stay away. <laughs> but uh, when you look at this word now, take that pay and the psalmic. And reverse them. Now you have... Asuf... Uh, or uh, sof, Which is I end... Okay... Which you were definitely speaking about that word already from... You said Rambam, right?
1: Yeah, Rambam...
0: So... The word for Sof... Literally uh, is the word Ein Sof... And it literally means... It's one of uh, the titles of Hashem... Which, which literally means infinite without end... You know... And so... If you say, Ah, sof like I end, you know, you're saying to yourself, this is your demise. Right. Which I think is just so interesting after they come back with fruit, they see the fruit of what is to come and yet they say, well,
1: that's it. Yeah. It's just, what they did there is they took something good and uh, then, but, <clears throat> Let me see if I can really explain this. Is they took something good that Hashem had promised them and they even seen it with their own eyes. The grapes are so heavy it took four poles to carry. They felt it they felt it. They felt the heaviness of Hashem's, you know, promises there. But then they through uh, just wanting to create strife through the camp and through uh, through fear and not trusting in Hashem, mm-hmm. they come up with the word, you know, they could use the word Ephes, which uh that doesn't matter what Hashem's done for us we can't do this we just can't do this and so how many times though have we in our life have come across where Hashem has done miracles for us yeah. done great things but then we sit there in our chair and say I can't go on man I mean, you, we're not because due to that l- teshuva or however you want to look at it sometimes uh, we feel like we just, just can't go on what I'm saying is sometimes a blessing can turn into a demise for us let's take um, joseph you know in uh and i know this is shaylock let's take joseph and he put their money back in their saddlebags mm. right right and uh you know in cinema, and plus with all the stuff they wanted to buy they had the grain and everything and so the brothers they get down the road and they reach in their saddlebags and there's all the money okay well that was a blessing you know they got all the grain, and everything out of a blessing, but through their lack of teshuva for what they've done to Joseph, and their conscience hurting them, is that they turned. They use the word FS, but we don't deserve this. But Shem, you know, we got all this, and now what do we do now we're in trouble. And it was a blessing. So sometimes you guys, you know, we as us, we we. And I meant we. And don't get me wrong, because I'm always talking to myself. Is that uh, Is that a? Uh, through lack of teshuva, the many blessings that uh, Hashem gives us, we can turn it into something bad. Wow. You know, turn it into something. It's a You know, so, yeah, here's back to the
0: Well, the thing I like about that is, you know, this makes me think of quantum physics or quantum mechanics, I guess, to be more tec- technical, because um, quantum physics has found out that matter has consciousness. And so depending on what, tool or what medium you use to observe it, uh, whatever kind of uh, experiment, like specifically I'm thinking in mind, the double slit uh, experiment where they took a metal sheet and put two slits side by side. They shine photons through it. And there's a certain pattern that goes on the wall, but they put a observer on the back to see what's exactly happening to the light as it goes through. And the pattern changes because they put an observer on it. And that's exactly what you just mentioned. Because of not making shuva, because you're, you're, I mean, it's going to hurt. But yes, because we're in sin and we haven't made shuva, Hashem can be blessing us so much. But all we'll see is doom. All we'll see is panic. Giants. Giants. All we'll see is giants. And it's important to note that the word for giants in this passage is nephil. Which literally is the word for falling down. So it's it's like this double edged sword. Either we're gonna fall down in prayer to Hashem, or we're gonna fall down as prey for our uh, predators, our enemy, our opponents, our oppressors. You know? So the the other thing I want to mention is in verse twenty seven where you start it. I'm reading the Hebrew as you're reading the English because, you know, every anytime someone's reading the English, I'm like, all right, I want to see if I can follow them in the Hebrew. Yeah. So, I did for that first word and I I blue screened as you kept going because the first word is Vai sapru. You ever heard the song <laughs> The heavens declare the glory of God. Yeah sapru they declare they take an accounting they give a message a report of the glory of god come on man yeah the footnote in the tanakh says instead of reporting privately to moshe they made a loud public declaration yeah so the thing about this The word for this, like, very boisterous, like, unashamed, like, boom, like, out there, that's the word used to describe Hashem is no more, we're done, giants are are greater than Hashem, creation is greater than Hashem. The very word we should be using to declare Hashem, we took it from Him and declared it of His creation. So that hurt yeah. when I saw that because it's just like, like you just said, how many times have we done that? Yeah. But what causes that, though? Because that's the, that's the real solution to the problem. What causes that is us not being teshuva. That's
1: right.
0: We, we have to exist in teshuva. The very time we realize we make a mistake, right there we need to just stop. Let all the shame, embarrassment, humiliation just come in and just make us fall. That's right. Which, by the way, is the opposite of giant. Because right. the word for giant, remember, is the word for fall. So if we can take the fall, then we don't have to face the giant. We fall, and the giant will fall.
1: Hashem will take care of it. And Hashem will take care of it. Yeah. Right, which they did. And yeah, Hashem will take care of the giants, which these uh, spies did not, you know, Really want to recognize that he would take care on the, mm. you know that they he thought that uh, they thought that you know what they said was just too great that right. we can't do this even though they've been blessed they could see the land was blessed, milk slowing milk and honey, wow. but but they just didn't want to receive it. How many times has somebody said a baraka over you? Mm. And we didn't want to receive it. It didn't want to receive it. Mm. But the thing is, you should always receive a baraka there. I mean, and, um, and as, as we go through this teshuva, the, two, the true teshuva, which you know a lot of these, you know, like um, which uh, I so regret, I shim up my eyes up to it. Don't get me wrong; I have to, you know, realize this is all every day. Is that it's a ripping effect? When you do good deeds, you create men's faults, and you and you finally got you create good. Your good deeds creates. Uh, creates ripples to other people. These ripples go, out, yeah. These ri- these ripples go out and they bless other people, and uh, these other people see your your uh, oh uh, good deeds and it has an effect on them. But at the same time, when you mess up, you you know, which we all have in our lives and stuff, you create ripples that affect other people's in a negative way. In the negative, and, and so and that's So what I'm saying is, when you make teshuva. That's just like when Menashe said in his prayer to Hashem is that my sins have been multiplied. Well, how have they been multiplied? Well, they've been multiplied because all the ripples that he created had made other people's, his sins had made other people's sin. So that's where we humble ourselves. Moshe knew this, and that's what we got to realize, is that, yeah, we make Yeshua because we want to be forgiven. But we also want to be forgiven for all the ripples, negative ripples, Amen. that we have created.
0: Amen. So one, one last tag from me before I just hand it over to you. Because uh, I want you to do the, the, uh, the declaring about how you got your name okay. from Parsha Shalak. Okay. And we don't see Menashe in Parsha yes. Shalak. Well, we see the tribe, tribe of yeah, Menashe. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's that. Get you some. But you got it a whole different way. So, before we do that, I just want to point out one more thing about this sapru word is that, again, let's do some exchanging of the letters. Let's exchange that samic for a scene. And this time we're going to up it up, up the ante a little bit, and we're going to change it to a sheen. So now. We're gonna put that uh, that stomach, or and change it to a sheen, and then we're gonna have sheen pay race, and then we're gonna take that word and put the pay in the front and put the sheen at the end, and it's now gonna be pay race sheen. Sometimes I wish I had a whiteboard To kind of illustrate this That's why I love the incredible Talmud how he always has his little whiteboard With his teachings (laughs) But anyway So these three letters now Become the root of the word for Pharisee Oh man Perush Perush So in In Ivrit In Hebrew The way you say Pharisee Is Perush And if you want to say Pharisees You say Perushim And the word Perush Is all about Being specified Defined Explained To separate Set aside And dedicate Among many other things And how do we know about the Perushim being set apart Because that's the only group that kept And adhered to the oral Torah What sets us apart As lapid legion From other uh, Other faith systems Everybody in the world may know about the Bible But not everybody in the world knows about the oral Torah Amen so, as Jews, we're literally set apart via the Oral Torah, which is where the grace of the law comes through, and it's also the Memtet aspect of Torah because the Memtet is the teacher of the way and it's the deciphering in the code of the written text. So, what you have here is this this whole aspect of reporting is it needs to be defined and it needs to be explained you can declare things all day but if there's no explanation because people say oh just abide in Jesus just abide in him he'll abide in you well explain that
1: right explain it you can't abiding abide means uh, abiding in Yeshua or abiding you know if you want mm-hmm. to abide in Jesus the uh, JC of the Christians there that means all you got to do is say okay Jesus yeah I'm, you know, I'm going to say a little prayer here, mm. and I'm forgiven. But I want to keep on doing what I'm doing.
0: Ooh,
1: but abiding in Yeshua. Uh, but abiding in Yeshua means that you make true to Yeshua. Come on, And these, and, and the thing about it is, too, is Torah. But also, what is, what was John doing? Yochanan doing in the wilderness? He said, "Repent and clear the way for Yeshua." Come on. So Yeshua, Ooh. without repentance, there, don't have you you, know, you don't have a way to Him. Ooh. There's only repentance through repentance do you get to reach out and grab the z-seats of Yeshua
0: alright take it away ok so you can go uh, any more points you want to have here or well, you can go to your Menashe drop and
1: ok well and wh- meant likes my little story about Menashe and Shalok is my uh, birth portion and the thing is a lot of people say well what does Shalok got to do with Menashe yeah. well if you read through this all this time it's about teshuvah. you know it's that if uh the uh, spies when made teshuva it might have saved them 40 years of not going through the wilderness Ooh. so but here we go is that every man has his own his own um, but his own ethos yeah. and so through Menashe and my name that I come up with Menashe is cause I I sort of relate to King Menashe you know he was but here's the thing is you know he's the uh, most uh, evilest king that ever ruled over Israel. But guess what? He was the longest reigning king that ever ruled over oh, Israel. Yeah, he was the longest reigning king over Israel. And the thing is, I just want to start with this. Let's take the man that was gathering wood in the wilderness, and they caught him, and they found him gathering wood, and they brought him to Moshe and Aaron, and Hashem said, You know, stone him. Okay, so the thing is now, do this guy ever will ever make it to the Llama Ball or not? I do not know. But what if Shema just if Shema just gave them the uh, Torah? They had he gave them the commandments, and he's trying to build a backbone here. And this man, out of uh, for no reason at all, is. It's destroying that backbone that Shem's trying to make right there. Right. So the punishment, you know what I'm saying? The punishment there, he's showing an example. That if you don't, you just give an example and and say, Oh, well, if we had Yeshua, he had got, got grace. Well, what about the... Uh, what uh, about Ananias and in the New Testament all they did was reneged on the, uh, the, land. On, the on the price of their land they kept selling the money but they both dropped dead yeah. so and they, and they had Yeshua so think about this <laughs> but the thing about it is <laughs> the thing about this here is is that with Mono- what was the next thing that happened after he that they stoned the man that was picking up wood he gave us the commandments of wearing seats. Right, right after that. Yeah. And so when I started walk, coming into this, my eyes were being open, and that was the first thing I grabbed a hold of was the zitzitz because I knew that the zitzitz which is really a representation of Yeshua, yeah, pretty much. is pretty much would save you if you make teshuva. Mm, if you make teshuva, you got to repent and realize what you've done. And so these seats man, I, I, I grabbed. You know, tears came to my eyes and. I just, that's what I wanted. Yeah, let
0: it go, man, come on.
1: Yeah, and so, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to take a hard look at yourself. And so through through my life, what I'm saying is, you know, is that there's a chance for everybody. Mm. If Hashem can uh, forgive King Menashe, there's not one person on this earth that can't make teshuva. And like I said, the blood ran ankle deep. On account of a king Manasseh in his day, but now here's the thing, kicker too. If you read in Second Kings about King Manasseh, it says that the people were misled by him because they were not following the Torah. Is seriously as exact words is that uh is that uh they could have wow. they could have rebelled against him but they weren't following toward themselves. so they got the leader that you want to say Hashem gave them a leader that they desire and and that's the only reason they were deceived because they weren't following the Torah and so that's what we need to do right now as long as we're following the Torah you're going to recognize the Messiah when he comes Get uh, So that's the only way. If you, on. But here, but I just want to go on a little before. Is that Menashe? You know, I'm trying to make this here a little shorter. Uh, King Menashe had to deal with the Assyrians, where um, instead of trusting God to protect the land of Israel, he made a deal with the Assyrians that he gave them so much tribute that they would protect if Israel is under attack, that they would come and help. Well, king menashe reneged on some things and this is in the talmud and stuff i don't have the exact source here but the thing is he reneged on some things with him and so the syrians that's when they came and got him they put a hook in his nose a chain around his neck and dragged him to you know the syrian you know the syrian jail and they put him in the cell, and this this ain't like your local jails nowadays. This is like a hauled-out cave, and no restrooms. They threw the food in there to him. You know, I mean, he was in there like from two to three years, and the thing is, while he's in there, you know, he come to repentance true to Shuva and if it's all right with the man, I like to read that. Read it there and this is this here is a trip this here is through tradition It's through that this is the prayer that menashe gave to hashem while he's in the syrian jail and after he made this prayer because you want to see the truth to Shiva, and it's a prayer that we all should make if you know if you really want to make teshuvah and that he was released from there and once he was released he, he saw himself in a mirror Hang on, I lost my page, guys. Okay, here we go. He uh, saw himself in a mirror when they were He didn't even recognize himself. But he was restored as king of Israel. That's why he's the longest reigning king. Out of, the, out of all of this, he was restored to the king of Israel. Restored. restored through making teshuva. And so here we go. And this is how the prayer of Menashe goes. O Lord Almighty, God of our ancestors, of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and of their righteous offspring, you who made heaven and earth with all their order, who shackled the sea by your word of command, who confined the deep and sealed it with your terrible and glorious name, at whom all things shudder and tremble before your power. For your glorious splendor cannot be borne, and the wrath of your threat to sinners is endurable, yet immeasurable and unsearchable. It is your promised mercy. For you are the Lord most high, of great compassion, long-suffering, and very merciful, and you relent at human suffering. O Lord, according to your great goodness, you have promised repentance and forgiveness to those who have sinned against you, and in the multitude of your mercies, you have pointed repentance for sinners, so they may be saved. Therefore you, O Lord, God of righteous, have not appointed repentance for the righteous for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who did not sin against you, but you have appointed repentance for me, who am a sinner, for the sins I have committed are more in numbered are more numbered than the sands of the seas, my transgressions are multiplied, O oh Lord, they are multiplied. I am not worthy to look up and see the height of heaven. Because of the multitude of my iniquities. I am weighed down with many of an iron fetter. So that I am rejected because of my sins. And I have no relief. For I have provoked your wrath. And I have done what is evil in your sight. Setting up abominations and multiplying offenses. And now I have bend the knee of my heart. imploring you for your kindness. I have sinned O Lord. I have sinned. And I acknowledge my transgressions. I have earnestly implored you, forgive me, O Lord. Forgive me. Do not destroy me with my transgressions. Do not be angry with me forever or store up evil for me. Do not condemn me to the deaths of the earth. For you, O Lord, are the God of those who repent. And in me you will manifest your goodness. And I love that. And in me you will manifest your goodness. For unworthy as I am, you will save me according to your great mercy. And I will praise you continually all the days of my life. For the host of heaven sings your praise. And yours is the glory forever. Amen. And so here's the thing is that Hashem uh, forgave King though, I mean, just read about it. It's as terrible as you can think. And he forgave him. So there's always hope for everything. But here's the thing about it is. There was people that he hurt. And don't get me wrong, you know, it's a bad this is what I'm talking about, the sins are multiplied. Here Shem forgive Menashe, King Menashe. returned him as King of Israel. But in since in God forgave him as bad as he was, but there were those that could not forgive him. And so here's King Menashe forgiven, and those that can't forgive him are condemning their own self because they have non forgiveness. So think about that, guys. That's where I come from, is that if you want to be forgiven, you got to forgive.
0: I'm Maine Baruch Hashem. Mighty Hover. Yeah. It's been a joy to podcast with you. Oh my goodness. This happened. It's two years ago. Oh. I wanted to do this, but I know it would not have been this good. Wow. So, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. So, thank you for joining us today. This is Shomer Man and the Mighty Hover. Right. And, uh,. Baruch Hashem, this is Parashat Shalak. It's been a wonderful time. Many blessings. May we all anticipate the arrival of Mashiach by continuing to live in Teshuvah because Mashiach can come at any day and at any time and at any hour. And guess what? If you're living in Teshuvah, you're ready. You're ready. Any day, any time, any hour. So Baruch Hab Hashem Adonai. Ki Lishuateka Kiviti Hashem.